Hi, you're with Ainsley Boyd and this is the weekly wrap on this day the 7th of April 2017. Australian dollars, gold is hitting at 16.60 and silver at $24.22 with the Aussie dollar at 75.4. So this week saw both gold and silver up strongly on last week, helped only in part by a weaker Aussie dollar and silver continuing its outperformance trend with the gold-silver ratio down to 68.5. Another week where guessing what the Fed will do is the main game. It says a lot about the debt in the system that we have a market so completely all consumed about a couple of 0.25% rate changes. But that is the case and in a Bloomberg interview, Fed member Dudley admitted that there's no rush to hike as the economy is clearly not overheating and warning of the potential for Q1 weakness as sentiments are not showing up in the hard data yet. That should not be a surprise for regular listeners, but the market certainly took note when the Fed says it out loud. There were a number of economic data prints during the week, and of course the big one tonight is the NFP payrolls for March. First up, we saw markets US, US manufacturing PMI disappoint at 53.3 for March, its lowest since pre-Trump September, and again we saw the stagflationary signals of new orders falling and input costs soaring, this time to 30-month highs. Next up, ISM's manufacturing index turned lower for the first time since pre-Trump August, although still at a respectable 57.2. However, we saw the new orders dropping as prices paid surging theme continue. This prompted then to note, and I quote, the post-election resurgence of the manufacturing sector has seen late last year is showing signs of losing steam. Output growth slowed to a six-month low in March, optimism about the outlook has waned, and hiring has slowly has slowed accordingly. So it seems soft data hope is meeting hard data reality. At first, US factory orders looked to tell a different story as it posted a 7.3% year-on-year rise, its highest since July 2014, but behind the headline it was nearly all defence and aircraft orders, and just 0.3% without them. Topically, in JP Morgan Chief Jamie Dimon's spray about what's wrong with America that we write about in today's news, one of his first observations was that over the last 16 years, the US has spent trillions on wars when it could have been investing that money productively. Maybe those trillions were the only thing keeping America's manufacturing industry alive. But alas, it is not just manufacturing that has faltered. It's faltering. March's services PMI printed a second consecutive decline, dropping from 53.8 to 52.8 and missing expectations of 53.1. And in a recurring theme, was the lowest reading since September 2016. Likewise, the non-manufacturing ISM dropped from 57.6 to 55.2, its lowest since October as business activity and new orders dropped. But most notable was the slide in the employment sub-index, which barely avoided contraction at only 51.6, the lowest since August. That employment barometer came just after the market was rejoicing the ADP private payrolls print of a strong 263,000 new jobs, well above the 185,000 expected. That massive 298,000 last month was quietly revised down to 245,000, but still strong on any level. So we have two conflicting signals ahead of tonight's NFP payrolls. Normally the market would be looking to that as a sign of about the next rate hike, but various comments from the Fed would indicate that they are more worried about the market more than employment at the moment. That said, NFP is always important to the market, so it will be an interesting night. On Tuesday night, after the market rallied on that ADP report, it then tanked on the Fed minutes of the last meeting, 
showing clear signs of concern amongst the committee around financial markets with quotes of quite high and warnings of downside risks to forecasts if financial markets were to experience a significant correction. Spooked markets and down it all came, wiping off the gains and more and seeing gold rally in response as our uncorrelated friend tends to do. The other big takeaway from the minutes was the first stated intention of starting to sell down their, some of their four plus trillion dollars of US treasuries and bonds, though one member publicly refuted that last night. To add to market concerns, we then heard from a senior Republican saying the healthcare bill debate needs a two week cooling off period, thus wiping out Trump's stated intentions of finalising it tonight. But the real concern was Paul Ryan then saying tax reform will take longer to accomplish than repealing and replacing Obamacare, saying Congress and White House were initially closer to agreement on healthcare legislation than on tax policy. That does not bode well for one of the main hope drivers of this share market. Over to Europe and we saw the second debate before the French elections, which was another heated affair. The first poll afterwards shows Macron's lead slip and he is now tied with National Front's Marine Le Pen in first round voting intentions. Both Macron and Le Pen are now neck and neck at 23.5%, but momentum seems to favour the anti-EU Le Pen and the VIX is certainly reflecting that. Last night, US share markets washed off nearly all their gains as concerns about a potential war rose with the big players publicly taking sides on the Syria gas, attack, uh, gas attack situation, with China and Russia both stating they would work as a coalition in support of Assad. That is happening in the week the US said it had finished with words with North Korea as it again tested nuclear missiles, puts this as one of the tensest geopolitical situations in some time. Today we should hear any outcomes of the meeting between Trump and President China's President Xi and markets and nervous in the lead up. Extraordinary times indeed. At this point I'd normally say we'll catch you next week but there will be no podcast for the next few weeks returning to normal weekly podcasts on the 5th of May. In the meantime and as always balance your wealth in an unbalanced world.